1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, February 28, 2020. So two months have passed in the first, the first, uh, first, uh, the first quarter of the year. Got one month left, and it's been a pretty interesting week at the very least uh, for the stock market. It was interesting that it it ended mixed today mixed but weak but mixed in other words all three of the major indexes weren't down one was up one whole point or a fraction of a whole point which is better than it's been for all week anyways certainly a lot of uncertainty and a lot of worry and fright of the coronavirus and and i'm going to say right now that this is going to set up to be a very good buying opportunity when that buying opportunity is here i'm not sure it could be soon, or it could be sometime. It could be a month or two, and there's a difference of opinion on all that. That doesn't mean the coronavirus will be over. No, it's going to be with us forever. Right? I'm pretty sure it's going to spread throughout the world. How fast it spread depends on the different countries, and I'm pretty sure they're all going to come with a with you know they're already talking about pretty quick response time to it as far as getting the cure or some kind of preventative uh, vaccine we'll see we'll see all that i'm steve Peasley. and i hope you call me this hour this is invest talk the radio program and podcast i can help you become a better investor that's my goal that's our justin and my goal um and we're gonna we do that by trying to un, trying to get teach you how to understand how this market works how any market works you know, uh, there's only two emotions, fear and greed. I wrote about that in the newsletter. I wrote about that in the uh, market commentary today. So fear and greed. Right now, we've got gr- fear. Fear is massive. When it reaches it reach its peak, the maximum fear, that's when the market is down the most. That's when you got to be a buyer. We try to help you with this, the philosophy of thinking independently, and we'll all can share the success. That's what we're trying to do. We're going to give you unbiased guidance and opinions here. The best thing I can do is to tell you if you are still in the market, stay there. Don't panic. Those of you who have cash, look for a place to buy. Look for things to buy. Yeah, you might not buy at the bottom, but there are some bargains, really good bargains out there. We bought something today, you know, so you never know. You know, maybe we're too early, but, you know, I'm going to be very slow, but I'm going to be a buyer this, this fall, the fall in the market. So, time to give us a call. Set things up. They answer, we're ready to answer any of your investing questions. Our Anytime Listener Line is open right now. So, I'm taking calls, live calls, 888-99-CHART. We're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific Time. And let me mention San Jose, I spent the day yesterday, met some really nice people, had a good time talking to everybody, and I really appreciate everybody coming and letting me share my views, and I enjoyed sharing your thoughts, and I really appreciate it. You know, I actually do enjoy these meetings. I meet a lot of different people and from all kinds of different walks of life, right? I mean, and everybody has a unique story. It's amazing, there's millions upon millions of people, and everybody has a unique story. Everybody's, no one story is the same. It's it's fascinating. Okay, well, I do appreciate that. Now, you know, Justin will be there on March 20th. That's the next appointment. We're going to be in San Jose, March 20th, to meet with uh, any registered investors. You know, you have to register so we can set up times for you. So time to set up to do that. You know, so go to our website, invest.com, and sign up. Okay, remember San Jose, March 20th. You'll meet with Justin Klein. I will be going back out to the country. <laughs> I don't have my schedule in front of me, but I don't. You know, I will be in uh, this year. I'm going to be in a number of different cities. So, my main talking point today: how to tell when a bear market is coming. Can you tell that? Well, that's what we're going to do. Attempt, attempt to time the market is very dangerous and almost impossible. But there are signals that we professionals use to try to figure out where the market's going to go. And some and the signals are pretty durable. I mean, they're not always right, but you know, we're going to talk about it, okay? Also, I got some other things. How about the uh, the the fall of the market continues? Do you know how much it's fallen so far? Is it normal? Abnormal? How much how much farther do you think it will go? I'm going to share my thoughts on that. And some economic news came out. I want to talk about that. As the Economic news, do you think it's bad, good, and different? Well, we're going to get to that. And there are stocks that have gone up in this week. You know, there's, there was an article about seven stocks in the S&P 500 that rose while the market plunged. Very interesting. And this is not, no, there are some here that you wouldn't think they would go up, but they did. We're going to talk about it. So those are going to be my talking points. But, of course, you always come first. It always happens. The market, the Dow was down 357 points. Now, it was down 1,000 points during the day. The NASDAQ was up one or less than one, but, you know, uh, you just average it out. It was was one. And the S&P down 25. So the market is still very, very sick, you know. And this whole week has been catastrophe for the market it's the fastest move down in decades you'd have to go back to 1987 as far as the speed of this correction and i'll be talking about that a little bit more today too so that's what the market did today as you must you must have noticed justin and i have uh A practice to fit in as many caller questions as possible. We really try to do that. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's see if we can take Let's take a caller that came in earlier. 888-99-CHARGE is the number.
2: Hello, Steve. Thank you for your show. I have a, a stock for you. Last Friday, you were talking about the energy sector and how there were some good dividend yield positions that could be taken there. I found ET, Natural Gas Pipeline Company. I believe it's taxed similar to a REIT. Uh, i was just curious what you thought about that. And uh, with the price action today, it looks like it's primed to take a nice position. Thank you for your time.
1: Okay, this is Energy Transfer LP. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. Something went down the wrong side of my throat. Okay, Energy Transfer, LP, ET is the symbol. Gaze in natural gas, midstream liquid transportation. Storage business in the United States. Of course, natural gas has been... Pummeled uh, because the price we got plenty of it. <laughs> we're we got we're flooded with natural gas. Did you notice that it was up three percent today? Did you notice it was uh, yesterday? It was down, but it came off a really strong bottom. They're going to pay eleven percent dividend. It's a dollar fifty-five earnings next year, and the stock is trading at eleven dollars a share. Okay, how low is low? How low do you have to have it? Remember, they move gas, natural gas, engage in natural gas ministry and liquid transportation and storage, okay? Now, they will make less money because gas prices are low, but they're still making money. They're going to make pretty decent money. So, I, I have no problem with this buy. I have no problem with it because it's cheap. Can it go down lower? Of course it can go down lower, but it's cheap right now with a very high dividend. Okay, can it pay uh, 11% dividend? Uh, $11 stock. So, what uh, they should be paying a dollar ten. They make a dollar fifty-five. Sure, they can pay it. Return equity is 17%. I think. I think if you are looking for a dividend, this is a good dividend player. Now, remember, it's a limited partnership, so be aware of the tax treatment. Or you're going to get a K-1. I hate getting those K-1s as opposed to just a 1099. That's the that's the worry that you have to think about. Okay? Okay, uh, you are listening to Tech, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. And no one has ever been able to reliably predict the market. You can't. You don't know if it's going on where. No one knows exactly where it's going. So, any I can give you my opinion, and it's based on experience, but no one really knows. But if you are serious about achieving financial freedom, you have to be prepared. Prepare for the volatility. I've been warning about it all, you know, for a long time. You're going to see a lot more volatility this year. And look what we've already seen in two months. It's going to happen. Vestock listeners are invited to contact me or Justin Klein to set up an appointment of a portfolio assessment if you want to. It's up to you. It's a personalized sit-down session. We can sit down with you. Uh, you know, we—we, we I'll be traveling throughout the United States this year. Excuse me. And I look forward to meeting with people. I really do. So, we can do it through Skype, too. I mean, or you can just do it through email and phone calls. We can do it that way, too. Don't worry about that. We don't have to meet in person. Okay, I'm taking live calls right now at 888-99-CHARGE.
2: This has been an extraordinary week for the markets, but the weekend is finally here, and you've got finance and investing questions. Steve Peasley is here, and he's ready to talk with you now. Call Invest Talk 888 99 Chart. 888
1: 992 4278. Let's talk to Dan in San Diego. He wants to talk about Chesapeake Energy. Dan.
0: Hi, Steve. Uh, Yeah, it's funny. I'd call you about a natural gas company right after you talked about one, but uh, what I'm really interested in, uh, your numbers, does Chesapeake look like it's heading for uh, bankruptcy, or are they going to start acting, getting their act together in the near future? What do you think?
1: I'm really worried about Chesapeake, uh, engaged in exploration and production of natural gas and crude oil and properties in the United States because they're going to lose money this year, they're going to lose money uh-huh. next year, they lost money last year, and sales have been shrinking because probably the price of natural gas is low. Uh, I, I think I avoid it at this point. There's way too... Uh, Dan, there's too many other... Energy companies that are a lot stronger that would probably even though you're, you're thinking it's only twenty eight cents so how can it you know <coughs> go any lower? Well, it could. It could go out of bank, go bankrupt. I would stay away from it personally. If you wanted to take a risk, knowing full well you could lose all your money, you could put you know a little bit of money in it just as a a play, you know. But just that's it's more of a gamble than an investment at this point. So just know that that's what you're doing. Okay. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Let's go to BJ. Wants to talk about the cues. Okay. BJ hung up. We'll have to go to John in San Jose. How are you doing, John?
2: Fantastic. Long-time listener. Um, I was calling about, I don't know the stock symbol because uh, I'm in my car. Aston Martin, they dropped 65% in the last three days. Is it time to go long?
1: Aston Martin, the car maker. Hmm. Yes. so I, I thought it was Lockheed Martin that you wanted to talk about you don't know the symbol no. <laughs> hold on let me see if I can find I, it I don't, bear with that. me a second <clears throat> I don't know if it's even traded. is it traded on our exchange Do you I know? don't
2: know I, I uh, was listening to a program they talked about it uh, CNBC and uh, I went to Yahoo and punched it in I think it's a five symbol stock
1: yeah, yeah, therefore it's not, yeah, it's not traded on our exchanges. So you couldn't really buy it. You'd have to go to the foreign market. And I, uh, is Aston Martin, is that an English stock? I want to say it's an English company, but maybe not because these bar companies have been bought by each other, you know, all these different things. Um, um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I can't really answer the question on that. I apologize. Uh, I think the symbol is A R g g y y indicating you know uh nope it's not coming up uh maybe it's coming up on the charts let me take a look at that a r g g y yeah see that five symbols yeah it's not coming up on my it's a foreign stock sorry i couldn't help you with that dan uh, john i'm sorry on our next Invest Talk, this story, with the market's down sharply year to date, market watchers have mixed opinions on just how to play this decline. So could buying the current dip be risky for investors? It's possible. That story's going to be on Monday, everybody. But for now, I'm Steve Peasler. I'm ready to talk, take your questions at 888-99Chart.
2: This is InvestTalk, and with the market volatility, you've got to be sure that your portfolio assets are properly balanced. And on March 20th, Justin Klein will be traveling to San Jose, California to meet with registered listeners to provide no-cost and no-obligation portfolio review consultations. March 20th, San Jose. Learn more and register now at InvestTalk.com.
1: Eight eighty-eight ninety-nine chart We're going to talk to Art, Art in Menlo Park. He wants to talk about Chevron, one of the stocks I kind of like. How you doing, Art? What's going on? Hey, Steve. This is Art from uh, Menlo Park. Um, happy yes. Friday. Yes? Thank you. I was talking about uh, Chevron because I've been uh, watching it for the last uh, few weeks, and it looks like it's uh, hit the bottom, maybe. Cause it, uh, yeah, well, like it 80, did a. It, start yeah. Several of the several of the big oil companies look like they're put in a bottom finally, uh, and reason why I'm saying it, even though it was down today, it's still down, but down uh, less than half a percent. But if you look at the chart, you'll see it was way down during the middle of the day and came all the way back, and that that's a first hint. That maybe, maybe we've seen a bottom. I don't know if it's the bottom, but a bottom. And that happened in in a lot of oil companies. I mean, you look at some of the other big major companies, they did the same kinds of things. Remember, Chevron is big. I mean, we're talking $176 billion. They pay a 5.5% dividend. And I I think the dividends are going to what's going to halt a lot of these big companies because the dividends are becoming so attractive. I mean, You can, you can get five to seven, eight percent dividend on big blue chip stocks. I mean, that's unheard of in, in this day and age. And would you rather sit on cash and make less than one percent, less than a half a percent? or would you rather sit on something like a big company like this? I, I, I'm, I, I might it might be a little premature, but I'll tell you this. we bought one of these big integrated oil companies today today in a couple of our accounts so so that tells you what I'm thinking okay so art I kind of like it I kind of like it this pick um, there's the other big oil company that I kind of like better but I can't mean the name you can tell you can figure that out it's pretty easy thanks art for the call. Okay, um, we're trying to go fast with the caller. So if you, if you have a question, now's the time to call, everybody. <clears throat> Investors have uh, been watching how the market reacts to this coronavirus news. And trust me, it's going to get worse. There's going to be more spread. It's just going to happen. But there's also going to be news about you know, possible uh, you know, uh, cures for this. Not necessarily a cure, but a ways to treat it but there's still a lot of uncertainty, okay? Remember, the market only has two emotions, fear and greed, and fear has gripped it pretty hard this week. So here's some statistical numbers on the coronavirus, okay? Total confirmed cases worldwide, 83,000 of them. Total deaths worldwide, 2,866. 2,866. I looked it up. In 2018, there were 50, 55,60,000 55 60,000 deaths from the flu for that year. We have 2,800 for the coronavirus total. It's in 53 countries. It's spreading, but the flu's been with us a long time and kills a lot more people. Now, <clears throat> the rate of spread and the newness of this is frightening to everybody. Total cases in the US 60 and more than 8,000 people in California are being monitored. But they we haven't <clears throat> haven't seen it. They haven't des- decided whether they have it or not. But trust me, it's going to spread, <clears throat> and the spreading the spreading of the, of this coronavirus is what everybody's fearing. But I don't think you know. I have a feeling it's going to end up being just as deadly as the flu. Uh, that's why I think it's going to end up. We'll see. We'll see if that's true. The people that are most most of the people who are mostly dying are older people or people with some kind of immune problems, people with diabetes, heart troubles. Those are the ones who are really suffering and dying. There hasn't been, I don't think there's been any young child die from this yet. I don't think so. I can't be sure about that, but I read somewhere that no one under nine has died from it yet. <clears throat> I don't know if that's true for sure, but... One of the problems we're getting is you know the the most affected area is China, and they're pretty secretive about some of the information. So, okay, <clears throat> how about uh, the 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 how would the fall continue? We're down what 4,000, 4,000, 4,500 points or so. Will it continue? Uh, that's a ten percent correction, everybody. Maybe a little bit more than that. But a 10% correction in the market is a normal correction. What is not normal is the speed of this correction. That's not normal. If the market falls 20%, that still will be in correction. Anything below 20% is is a correction in the market. Anything above that is a bear market. That's kind of what it is. But there's also other ways to determine if you're in a bear market, not just the matter of the depth of the correction. It could be, uh, you know, it could be uh, defined if anything below the 200-day moving average, and they have done that. You know, the index, some of them, not all of them, but some. This week has been a pretty much a sell-off, right? A sell-off week. So, so we got a flight to safety going on here, and we've been watching the treasuries pretty close. So, my trivia questions: What is the simple definition of treasury yield? And while the 10-year yield is very low today, how high did the 10-year treasury rate go? How high did it go back in 1981? And why? Do you remember? I'll have the answer for you right after break. But now we're taking your market and financial questions live, 888-99-CHART.
2: At the start of each new day, we are presented with opportunities. The chance to learn better ways of doing things the prospect for establishing stronger business connections. But as you go about your daily routine, there's one task, one challenge you should not put off. The need to plan for and work toward achieving financial freedom. That point in the future when your money, your assets, are working for you while you work only if you want to. Getting from here to there to your idea of financial freedom is possible. However, serious investors eventually recognize that unless they can afford to devote the time and efforts required to thoroughly understand market dynamics, to properly balance, optimize, and maintain their portfolios, expert guidance will be essential. The moment that spark of reality hits, you will want to consult with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein of KPP Financial in Irvine, California. KPP Financial consultations are unbiased, offered without cost or obligation, and designed to help guide individuals toward their ultimate financial objectives. The next highly beneficial step for your investing future can start when you reach out to Steve or Justin via Skype, a phone call, or a quick message through investtalk.com. It's been another busy week for the markets, lots of news, and coronavirus uncertainty. But you're interested in achieving financial freedom, so you want and need unbiased investing guidance. You're in luck. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's taking your calls live. Invest Talk, eight 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 ninety nine chart, eight eight
1: eight ninety nine chart. Everybody, I asked to answer before the break. <clears throat> uh, what is the simple definition of treasury yield? And while well, okay, what is it? Okay, do you know simple definition of treasury yield? Okay, here's the answer. The treasury yield is the interest rate that the U.S. government pays to borrow money for different lengths of time. So, it's nothing but the yield. How much the government is paying you to borrow money. So, each treasury security, their T-bonds, T-bills, treasury notes, has a different yield. How much are you, the government's going to pay. Longer-term treasury securities usually have a higher yield than shorter-term treasuries. So, the government's going to borrow money for 10 years. You expect to get more for that than if you, if you lent the government money on a bond for two years. Right? So, Usually, the treasury yield reflects the supply and demand and the strength of the economy and different factors, okay? So, the higher the yield on the longer-term treasury, the more optimistic is investors' outlook. So, looking back over 39 years, how high has the 10-year treasury rate been? What was its highest mark? It was in 1981. And historically, the 10-year treasury reached that year 15.84%. Do you know what it is today? less than two (laughs) so why was it well the fed raised the benchmark rates trying to defeat inflation inflation was out of control at that time they were trying to kill it and they succeeded by the way they did kill inflation so there that's one of their main jobs is the fed to control inflation it's one of their main jobs okay let's go to Edgar in san diego how you doing Edgar? you want to talk about amazon do you want to buy it do you own it
0: no,
2: I don't have it, but uh, I know that you like that stock, and I was wondering—is the price about getting close to, to start picking up some of that?
1: I actually, I think so. Uh, Amazon, everybody, AMZN. And if you if you you'd have to live in a in a in a cave if you didn't know what who Amazon is. And I always, I'm always complaining that, Gee, it's just too so expensive. It's hard for me to, to, to buy it, right? That's been my big complaint. And I'm sure you heard me, Edgar, say that. They're going to make $40.08 next year. That's 40% increase from this year. But it's an $1,883 stock. Okay, so, you know, that's still a 40 or 45 PE, okay? And you almost have to... Bite your tongue and just buy it, because it has come down to where it was trading at last October and November. You know, it's come down to that low and bounced today, but it's still. I think it lost a little bit today. Still, yeah, fifty-five cents. But you know, this is this this might be the only opportunity you're going to get get this stock this cheap. You, you, I don't know. Maybe it'll continue to fall, and so uh, uh, Edgar, I would probably step in here. And buy maybe half a position. Because I don't know if it's done falling, but it certainly has a lot cheaper. It was twenty one seventy six a week ago, and here it $18.83. Uh, <sighs> so I think you might have to just grin and bear it and buy it. Let's go to Balbeer in San Jose. How you doing, Balbeer? Investing in the market. You want to talk about the market. I'm good. You want to talk about what, uh, the market a little bit?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get uh, your thoughts on uh, Carnival Cruises. I mean, what's your thought investing
1: the cruise lines? It's just been bitten quite a bit. Uh, and that's the CCL is Carnival Cruise. Is that what you want to talk Carnival? Uh, yeah. I think that I think you got to be looking to buy it. <laughs> People are going to probably think I'm crazy, huh? About me talking about buying things when the market's has done so well. It's so done poorly. I mean. They're gonna make about $4.81. You know their problems and you know it's all about coronavirus. Are they really going to lose money? Are they not gonna, you know, are they gonna go out of business? I mean, the PE ratio is now seven. Okay, Uh, they're gonna make $4.28 this year, and and that's gonna be less. The estimate is for less, so maybe maybe their earnings will come down because of this coronavirus, but how far down will it come? Um, I might, you know, we might want to give, it's over, it's over, it was oversold. It actually went up 5% today, up 5%, uh, because it's oversold. Now, your question really asking, is the market going to continue down? And will it pull these stocks even further down? And that's a pretty difficult answer. I don't know for sure. At some point, I think we're going to get a bounce in the market. I think we'll get a bounce. But is this the ultimate low? I won't know that till we get more news on this coronavirus. I, it's just hard to tell. But I do think it's cheap. And, you know, you not, you could pick it up here and just ride through. And I and I think eventually you'll make money. Thank you, Bob here. Let's go to uh, Amik. Amik. Amik in Cincinnati. Hi, Steve. This is
0: Emeka from Cincinnati. Thank you so much to you and Justin for the knowledge.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you calling.
2: I do have a question for you. I know a a guy called earlier, one of the, um, he called about Chevron. I have been looking at some of the oil sectors. I'm kind of stuck Uh with the fundamental. Like I'm looking at Marathon Oil, Exxon, um, Shell, and BP. Which one do you think has a better fundamental and a better um,
0: a better technical to buy? I know you bought one at USM, but I'm kind of stuck.
1: Well, you mentioned the one I bought, ExxonMobil. I bought ExxonMobil. Since you mentioned it, I can talk about it. I just can't bring it up out of the blue. The SEC frowns on that—that that I make recommendations on the air. And I'm not—I don't recommending ExxonMobil. I'm just telling you, I bought it for in a couple of our managed accounts today. You know, in our programs, in the balanced income program, and I already owned it, so I bought more today. So. So that's what I, that, you know, I like ExxonMobil. You know why I, I like it? Because have you seen the dividend now for ExxonMobil? It's 6.8%. And they're, they're going to make $3.75. as a $51 stock. Uh, yes, probably earnings and sales will probably weaken, you know, because of this coronavirus. But I have a feeling we've seen, it might be, I, I, I'm just taking a shot at here at this low price. I mean, the stock was selling at $68 a month ago. Today, it's $51. Um, just, I think that you need to start stepping into stocks. I'm not being the, all that aggressive with the cash yet, but I do think that you might want to start considering buying some stocks, you know, some of these. Maybe one or two and just step in. Don't Don't have to dump all your money in yet, but... They can need to step in. Thanks, Amika. I appreciate the call. The KPP Premium Newsletter was out today, as it goes out every Friday. And from an economic point of view, I was reading the numbers, and but the numbers are looking at January numbers. They're pretty strong. Housing is pretty strong, and I you know mentioned all that. But going forward, you know there's going to be some weakness. Just how weak, and we don't know that. But housing is the strongest market. Housing has nothing to do with you know, the coronavirus. I think housing is our strongest sector at this point in our economy. Both a 20 year city survey by Case Shiller, housing starts were bigger, it's much stronger, and even the existing home sales were up 5% for the month over month. Kind of, and you know, that's all in the newsletter. I kind of thought it was pretty interesting. A portfolio management section talked about fear and greed. Fear and greed are the only two emotions that mean anything in the market. And, of course, there's been a lot of fear this week, ton of fear. Are we at the maximum fear? You buy fear, you sell greed. So are we at our maximum amount of fear? And if we are, if we're approaching it, then you should be buying the market. But no one rings a bell. We don't know. And just so you know, the stock market itself is a leading economic indicator, okay, and, as, and the leading economic indicator – of the Dow, the SP and the Dow and the NAS are kind of telling you maybe our economy is going to be suffering in the future, near future. We don't know that, but the leading economic indicators is made up of 10 components, of which the SP 500 is one of them. So it's going to be interesting to see the March numbers. Because the March numbers we'll be looking at February. We'll, find, we'll, we'll start seeing some of the impact of the coronavirus in our numbers here in the United States. In the stocks ideas section, I talked about uh, independent refineries and oil companies and dividends on a particular oil big company. You know, I just thought that was interesting um, that you should maybe consider. In the consumer watch, I talked about the coronavirus and how you can prevent it from from you catching it. Yeah. And one of the main things you can do, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And believe it or not, get a lot of sleep and be healthy in other ways. It's because, you know, it, it really attacks a res- it's a respiratory disease. So if you have a weak respiratory. You're not healthy. You're a couch potato and don't exercise. You're the one that's at risk. You're older. Get off that couch, go exercise, strengthen on yourself. Simple as that. And therefore, you now there's a lot of information I try to put out every week in this newsletter. And I work on it diligently. I really do. It comes out every Friday. So if you want to subscribe, you go to investtalk.com and subscribe. Okay, I want you to do that. InvestTalk.com with two T. Subscribe to the newsletter. And as you must have noticed, Justin and I have made it a practice to fit in as many caller questions we can, so let's prove that right now. This call came in earlier at 888-99-CHART.
0: Hi, um,
2: my name's Romero. I'm from the Melpitas area in the Bay Area, and I just have a question about MPW, Medical Properties Trust. I'm looking into... Possibly adding some REITs to my portfolio, and just wanted to get your take on it. Love your show, and I'll be tuning in and hopes that you answer my question. Thank you.
1: So here's another one that pays high high dividends. It's a REIT, real estate investment trust, that acquires and develops net leases healthcare facilities across the U.S. This should do well with the coronavirus, right? I mean, doesn't mean that won't more people be hospitalized. So why is it getting beat up? It was at twenty four dollars. Uh, four days ago, and today it ended up being 21 It got as low as $20 today. It ended up the day at 21 Still down for the day, but it's going to pay a 5.1% dividend. It, that dividend's not going away. Sales are increasing. They'll probably increase faster from this. So why is it being so pummeled? Maybe it should be time to be buying this one. I kind of like it at this point. I, I, I like it here in the low 20s, the low 20s, 20, 21. You know, I think that's a good place to be a buyer. I do. Uh, it's going to make a thirty-six. It's a $21 stock. So it's not as cheap as it could be. I would. I mean, if it ever got down into the teens, 17, 18, you'd have to be all over it because, you know, the fundamentals are strong. The future is strong. Our sales are increasing. I mean, to me it's a it's a no brainer actually. And they don't have much debt. For a REIT, remember the REIT borrows money to buy properties and there's they, they don't have that much. So I like MPW. Medical Properties REIT. Trust me, I don't like all stocks. So just because I'm talking about stocks in a positive way, you know, I don't I'm not sure that this is that we're done with our correction here. I'm not. It could go another ten percent, wouldn't surprise me. And there'd be even more bargains out there. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Some bargains to buy. Okay, some economic news out today. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. The 10-year treasury at 1.17%. What's the two-year? Two-year treasury, not 0.935. So there's no inversion yet. There's no inversion because all 30-year treasury is at 1.68. So things are lined up fine, but they are getting squeezed. The, the yields are getting squeezed to each other. According to the bankrate.com, the 30-year fixed mortgage is at 3.65. I think that's going to be going down. There's a, you know, most most experts think the Federal Reserve is going to lower rates next, you know, this next coming month in March. Even though the Federal Reserve has hinted that they're not. We'll see. Gasoline, oil, barrel, oil, $44 a barrel. Uh, so that means uh, the nationwide is two dollars and forty-five cents a gallon. I wish it was that way in California, but it's not. It's more like three fifty here. Do you remember Black Monday? I have the Wall Street Journal newspaper from that day in my hand. It's all yellow and a little bit tattered, but that was on October nineteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Called Black Monday, the stock market fell in one day, twenty-two point six percent. The Dow Jones fell twenty-two point six percent that day, one day. People always say, well, that can't happen. Well, of course it can happen. Happened then. Now we're seeing 1,000 point drops three, four days in a row here this week. That's pretty steep, pretty fast. 10% in a week from the top. So, by the way, just so you know, October 20th, the day after that drop, was the absolute best day to buy the stock market buy. So you had a massive fear and hardly anybody wanted to buy. But that's the bottom of that market was that day. So will we have another collapse day like that? If it does happen, I can't tell you if it is or isn't, but if it does happen, buy the market. I'm just trying to tell you that you buy fear And you sell greed. No one knows how much fear is. I can't tell you. I can't tell you if this is enough. I can't tell you that. may not be. We may get a bounce and then a turnaround back and go right back down because the coronavirus spread throughout much more countries. That's possible. That's very possible. But there is going to be an end to this. And you want to be buying the market. This is Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And we have one goal here. One only. To help you achieve financial freedom. That's our goal. And our work will continue. It's getting a lot, lot harder to do this work with this coronavirus, but it still continues. So get your questions in now, 888 99 Chart.
2: On the next Invest Talk, with the markets down sharply, could buying the current dip be risky for investors? That story Monday. But now, the Anytime listener lines are open. And Steve Peasley is here and ready for your questions. Call Invest talk, 888-99-CHART.
1: Okay, we're going to go to Vancouver, Washington, where I have a lot of relatives. And we're going to talk to Robert. How you doing, Robert? How's it going? you want to talk about the overall market, the Vanguard Total Stock Market uh, ETF? Yeah, so I'm
0: thinking that now that we already hit the, uh, the 15% correction mark, and I don't know what's going on because it looks like the market wants to come
2: back every, every day. I've been seeing these trends like it rallies up at 4% and it goes right back down 4%. And then I was noticing that it tried to do that again today. And then, you know, it went right back down. And then at the very
1: end, they had Jerome Powell say that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and put a stimulus in. And I saw it rally right back up 4%. So I'm wondering...
0: Do you think we're now going to go into the rally point of our big correction?
2: And is now a good time just to dump all my money into VTI and just go right back up
1: 15%? Well, I think I think we're going to have a, a, a bounce. I do think we're going to have a bounce. But, it's, Robert, it's impossible to know if this is the absolute bottom. It is. I think we are putting in a bottom. I think that market started to look like it wants to put in the bottom here. But I can't I, I can tell you that I think next week we're gonna have a bounce. I just don't know but I'm just um that's a guesstimate. That's based on my experience that it's over way oversold now when it was already overbought, so it went from one extreme down to the next. So we're having huge volatility and you even talked about it here in the middle of the day. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of volatility. So just know that I wouldn't dump all my money, but I would step in a little bit. I wouldn't dump it all in though. Not yet. Thanks for the call, Robert. Appreciate it. My main talking point today: How do to tell when a bear market is coming? How do you, How do you know that? You know, uh, it's interesting because there is no really way to be certain. If, if anybody ever tells you that they, oh, this is the bottom, I know it is because of X, Y, Z. they they don't know what you are talking about. Run from that person. No one knows. Now, there is history that can guide you. You can look at history signposts that happened before. Uh, There are signals uh, that help you, indicators that help you decide. Today, for instance, the volatility index skyrocketed to uh, a really high peak. Well, that kind of told me that the market's probably going to turn now. But it doesn't mean it's going to be ending. It just means that it skyrocketed. There might be some maximum. That's usually considered the fear gauge, the volatility index. And maybe it is. But we're in a correction phase. We're we're, we're more than 10% now on average. And that's a very decent correction. We can go as deep as 20% and still be in a correction. But, so what do we look for? How do we know that we have seen the most, the, the down part? Well, here the, the list of the bear market indicators is quite long. Are, are Is credit conditions tightening? Yes or no? If they're tightening, you know that that might be saying we're going to go into a, re- a recession. Is the Federal Reserve raising or lowering interest rates? Well, they're lowering rates, so that, that's not a sign of recession coming. That's just the opposite. Do you remember last year we talked about in December last year when the market was down ten percent? Do you remember that? It went down ten percent in the in in a month. We're here we went down seven percent a week. But if you remember right, that was when the Federal Reserve was increasing. They increased rates in December. They were Then four times in a row, or I, I'm not sure if it exactly it was four times, in a row. And I was talking about the Fed is increasing rates. We're going to move into a recession. It's going to happen this year. Then they turned around and started loosening rates. Within a month, within six weeks, they lowered rates. Went 180-degree 100, turn. Yeah, and that's very, that, they don't usually do that. But that told me that well, okay, maybe the maybe the recession is going to be postponed. So, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things to look for. I'm telling you, I think that we might be putting in a short-term bottom, but I don't know if that's the bottom yet. It's hard to say. It depends on how fast this coronavirus virus spreads. We'll have to see. I'm Steve Peasley, and that completes another Talk program, everybody. Justin Klein will be here on Monday. And, of course, I'll be uh, back on the air on Tuesday. But I will be working over the weekend. So, have a great weekend, everybody. Feel free to search and browse and download our Talk podcast. I I appreciate you do that. You can find them on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And, of course, on InvestTalk.com. Have a great evening and a weekend, everybody. See you.